welcome back. Uh, we're teaching a series on following Jesus, and this is the third part. We started off with that wonderful song, I've decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. So we've been talking about what does it mean to follow Jesus? Did you know that the word Christian means Christ follower? And so what does that mean? What does it mean to be a Christ follower? It means to imitate him, to live like him, to think like him, to talk like him, to act like him, to have his heart, his vision, his goals, and to hold on to his teachings. So last week we talked about following Jesus in obedience. Jesus was obedient to the will of the Father um, and if we're followers of Christ, then we will, we will also be obedient to the word of God and to the will of our Heavenly Father, his will for us. You know, I said last week, I think in every Christian's heart, they want to be a follower, follower of Christ. They have a desire to follow Jesus Christ. The problem for all of us comes in making that a reality. It's kind of like, uh, we all have a desire or, you know, we have times in our life that we have a desire to get really good physical shape, but putting that into action can sometimes be challenging. And sometimes it's challenging to, for us to follow Jesus because we have let other things get in the way sometimes. So in this series, I'm going to encourage you to be a follower of Jesus, um, to not turn back and to stick with what he uh, would like you to do. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> To do that, we have to learn about Jesus to see who it is that we're following. What are what are his traits? What are his attributes? What are those things in Jesus Christ that we we love so much and 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 we want to follow, which would be everything. So he's our wonderful Savior, and we want to follow him. So in and uh, Jesus said in John ten twenty seven, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." So we follow Jesus uh, because he's so wonderful and so good and because he's our master and our savior. You know, Christians are called sheep in, in scripture. We're God's sheep and he is our shepherd and we hear him and we follow him. So today we're going to talk about following the way that Jesus loved, how he loved mankind, how he loves everyone. In Ephesians 5.1, Ephesians 5.1, and the New Living Translation, it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. See, we have here, to follow Christ, follow his example, we live a life of love. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice to us, a pleasing aroma to God. So you think, well, you know, exactly how did, how did Jesus love? What are the things that he did that, that um, showed how much he loved? You know, the New Testament is absolutely overflowing with examples of Jesus loving individuals and all of mankind. Uh, Jesus loved through, first of all, which we talked about last week, obedience to his Father's will. He gave up his own will because he loved us so much that he wanted to redeem us, mankind, from eternal punishment. Jesus had compassion for the sick and suffering. He healed the sick. Jesus cared for widows and orphans and foreigners. 
He healed those with revolting medical and mental and spiritual conditions. He shepherded those that needed a shepherd and who wanted a shepherd. He freed those that were bound by demons. He respected women and children, which was not popular in those, or fashionable at that time. He came for all economic and so, social classes. He came for all ethnic and religious groups. He encouraged people. He prayed for his disciples and he prayed for all of mankind. He pointed few people to his father. He forgave people. He served people. He raised the dead. He fed the hungry. He loved tax collectors. He loved prostitutes. And he loved all sinners. There's a quote by um, Abraham Herschel that says, The test of love is how one relates not to saints and scholars, but to rascals. And we know that Jesus loved loved the worst of sinners. And Augustine said, What does love look like? It is it it has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten to the poor and needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sighs and sorrow of men. That is what love looked like. And that's what Jesus was like. He did all of those things. Um, and Jesus loved those who despised him, who persecuted him, and who crucified him. So Jesus was full of love. He expressed love in all that he did. So let's read some scriptures uh, about the love that Jesus lived and taught about. In Mark 12, 28, Mark 12, 28, the New Living Translation, or I'm sorry, in the NIV, it says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, <clears throat> of all the commands, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And Jesus was the best example of that. He loved everyone. <clears throat> Matthew 5, 34, uh, in the NIV, Matthew 5, 34, it says, You have heard what, what uh, that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? That's pretty interesting, isn't that? We want to be better than... than we want to show the love of Jesus and not just earthly love that just loves the people that love us. Isn't that right? John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And we saw earlier all the examples of the way that Jesus loved people. He had a heart, a tender heart, a compassionate heart, a heart full of empathy, a heart that reached out to help people. In John 15, 9, um, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, 
just as I have obeyed my Father's command and remain in his love. You see, we talked about earlier how obedience and love are tied together. If we love God, we'll obey him. And Jesus said that that was the case with him. He obeyed his Father's command because he loved him. Uh, verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be uh, in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. If you are my friends, you will do what I command. So another, another example here of obedience and love being tied together. Romans 5, 5. The Bible, the New Testament is absolutely, totally and completely full of instructions and commandments to love. Um, and hope does not, uh, Romans 5, 5, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. See, when we're born again, when we, when we become Christians, the Bible says that God pours his love into our hearts. So God's love is in your heart. It just needs to find an expression through obedience. Um, verse 6, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, Jesus Christ came for sinners. A lot of times we want to love people who have their act together and who are all straightened out and right, but that's not the love of God. The love of God reaches out to, to sinners, to saints alike, to people who are obedient to God and who are disobedient to God. God loves us all. Romans 13, 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So one way to get, gauge if we're walking in love is if we're doing harm to a neighbor. And I know here in the circles that, that, you know, in the United States, a lot of times Christians, uh, the harm that they do to their neighbor is in, in, in talking behind their back and backbiting and, and judging them and, and just talking bad about them or lying about, even lying about them. So love doesn't do that. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Love chooses to bless and to pray for it and intercede for their neighbors. First um, Corinthians 13, 4, and most people know this. This is what love is. This is the love that we're to be following in Jesus Christ. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So all those things describe what love is. And we're to be walking in all of these things. Be patient and kind with people, not envious. We're not supposed to be boasting and proud and full of ourselves. 
We're not supposed to be rude. We're not supposed to be trying to get our own way all the time. We're not supposed to uh, be full of anger. We don't, aren't supposed to keep records of people's wrongs. We don't delight when evil, uh, evil uh, prevails, uh, but we rejoice in the truth. When we love, we protect people. We trust people. We hope, hope in people and we persevere. Love never fails. Are you full of the love of God? Are you following Jesus in love? I think that's all of our desires. In Galatians 5.22 in the NLT, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus has, have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. There's another another uh, scripture about following, following the Holy Spirit, following Jesus, following his word in our lives. And we see there what it will produce in our lives. And the first thing is love. When we follow Jesus, we will be full of love. Um, there's a quote by uh, Pierre Desjardins. It's French, so I'm probably not saying it right. It says, it is impossible to love Christ without loving others. And it is impossible to love others without moving nearer to Christ. So in following Jesus, one of the things that we uh, know is that Jesus is the best example of love that there is. And in following Jesus, we follow in his path of love and we walk in love. Uh, we love people. We pray for people. We seek to help them and minister to them in any way that we can. So I hope this has helped you. So we learned about following Jesus in the first session, what exactly that means. Then the second session, we learned about following Jesus in the way he was obedient to, to his heavenly father and now we've learned about following Jesus in his love walk. And who doesn't want to who doesn't want to receive love? Well, we all do. But uh we all need to be givers of love to uh the people that are wonderful and easy to love and the people that are very difficult to love, loving our enemies. So, uh Jesus Christ came for all of them. Came for every single person. So we need to remember that. So, um if you have never experienced the love of God yourself, I encourage you to turn to him today. Repent of your sins and ask Jesus Christ to uh, forgive you and take Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Put your faith and trust in him uh, for the salvation of your soul and you will be so thrilled and glad that you did. Well, I want to encourage you to, to uh, follow these teachings and I want to also encourage you to check out Pastor Terry's messages on Sunday morning. He's been teaching about prayer, which is really helpful. You know, following Jesus in prayer would be a good thing too. He prayed, he prayed for us. He prayed for us a lot. <laughs> and I'm so very thankful. Well, we will see you next time. Love you. Bye-bye.